Star Walker Studios presents Age of Gaming, your podcast dedicated to video games, present and future, and celebrating the journey of gamer culture from your mom's basement to the mainstream. This episode is brought to you by the patrons of Age of Gaming. Learn how you can support the show by becoming a patron at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming. Greetings, gamer, and welcome to episode 6 of the Age of Gaming podcast. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. Today, I'll give my first impressions of Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor. Hello, listener. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're enjoying a break of some kind from your toils and labors. So today I'm doing another first impressions episode. I just started playing Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, and I haven't spent a ton of time with the game yet, but I thought that I would give you my first impressions. So this is an action role-playing game, and it is an off-canon version of Middle-Earth. And in this game, you control a ranger named Talion who has some supernatural abilities. And I'm not going to say anything more about the setup of the game because I don't want to spoil the story for you. So one thing that I really like about this game is that in the very beginning, when you first start the game, the story really hooks you in to the character. And I really enjoyed the beginning bit and it, it really pulled me into the into the story and into the game and, and made me excited to play this character and, and see what was in store for him. However, I do wish that the opening bit was a bit more interactive. For a lot of it, you're, it's like you're just sitting there watching the story happen. And then there are a few places where you interact, but you don't really have any choices you can make or any way to influence which way the story goes. It's all pretty much preordained. It would have been nice to have some agency there, but I thought the story did a, did a very good job of introducing you know, what's going on and, and why you're doing what you're doing and making you interested in the character and uh, helping him to achieve his goals. Now, I've just started the game. I, I think I've played maybe two hours, maybe three hours of the game so far. So just really getting started in it. So, you know, there's a lot of things I, I really can't comment about the game right now as far as the overall story or the amount of gameplay you're going to get out of it or, or things like that. But again, this is just, you know, my impressions of the game at this point. So far, the game seems very sandboxy with all the good and bad things that comes with that, which means uh, once you do the little intro part, you're kind of cut loose on the world and you can pretty much go where you want to go, do what you want to do. There are some story missions or quests that, that you can do. There's also side quests you can do and things that you can explore and, and find and, and various ways that you can earn power for your character. 
but there's nothing really forcing you to do things in any particular order. Now, there is a level system in the game. Your, your character levels as you play, like so many RPG games. And, you know, things that you face are, are different levels. And presumably different areas of the world tend to be in different level ranges. I'm, I'm assuming that. I haven't explored a whole lot to know for sure if that's true. So, you know, there is kind of this, this soft aspect of kind of steering you a little bit just because you're going to not want to go into high level areas right away. But other than that, you're pretty much free to go where you want, do what you want, and whatever order you want, which is really cool. And that's awesome because, you know, sometimes more linear plot driven story based games can be a little frustrating because you don't really have any choices to make. An example of a game like that is The Last of Us Remastered, which I reviewed on the first episode of the show, which I actually love that game. And and it's actually, I don't know if I said it during the review, but it's kind of a feather in the cap of The Last of Us for me that I did like it so much because it was such a linear game. And usually I don't like linear games. I like to have choices or at least have the illusion of choices. And The Last of Us is very much just kind of a linear plot driven game but I didn't mind it because the story was so good and at any given time what the game wanted me to do seemed like the thing I should be doing anyway it wasn't ever like oh I really want to do this other thing but I can't so I didn't mind it with that game but a lot of times linear games can be kind of a pain and so in that sense a sandbox game is really cool because you can go where you want you can do what you want and you have this kind of freedom however this game does at least in the little bit i've played it so far have some of the negative things that are associated with sandbox games which is there's not a lot of direction other than you know you have your quests on the map and the ones that are your story quests are yellow and the ones that aren't are white So I guess if you're really wanting to advance the story, you you go find the yellow ones. But other than that, there is nothing in the game really directing you to do any specific thing at any specific time. So, you know, different people are going to fall different places on that spectrum of how much they want direction versus freedom. For some people, they may not like that. For other people, they, they may love it. And as I play the game more, I'll be able to to see you know how well that works in this game usually a good game finds a good balance between uh giving you that sandbox experience but also having some direction for you and and having a story to it the graphics of the game are very good and the animations are pretty good as well definitely not noticeably bad unlike dragon age inquisition again i've only played a few hours but i haven't had any times where i uh, noticed the graphics being being bad. I mean, they're not spectacular, but they are more than good enough. As far as the actual gameplay, the movement to me feels a little off. And the reason is, is it feels like for me, when you're just walking, that you walk very slowly to the point where you'd never actually want to walk because it's just too slow. Um, But then when you run, it's like this kind of mad dash sprint and you feel like you don't have a lot of directional control and your guys almost like like you're running down a hill as fast as you can just a hair away from falling on your face and that's kind of how it feels when you run in this game however you have stealth movement which if i remember right you just pull your your right trigger on on the playstation anyway 
and uh, your guy kind of crouches down, like in, in so many games, uh, The Last of Us was like this, and then you're moving stealthily. Well, one thing that's cool in this game that I haven't seen in a lot of other games is you can actually run while you're moving stealthily. And actually, while moving stealthily and then running feels like a good movement speed to me. So um, it may actually be the game kind of subtly telling you, hey, dumbass, you shouldn't be sprinting around because that's really stupid because orcs are going to hear you and, and come kill you. You should be stealthing pretty much all the time and, and moving quickly while stealth as opposed to running <laughs> the normal way. So that's very possible that, it, that it's that way by design. So I really like that that you can move quickly while you're, you're stealth. I like the stealth in the game. You can take cover. You can also move through cover, which kind of gives you like a stealth bonus where you're even more stealth for a little bit after you move through the cover like a high bush or something. And I really like stealth mechanics in games. Um, I really like ambush tactics and, and things like that. I find that a lot of fun. And uh, this game is is great for that. It's a lot of fun sneaking up behind orcs and gutting them and stuff. My one criticism, though, is it seems like it's a little too easy. For instance, you'll see like a group of like six orcs, you know, walking along and you sneak up behind them, right? Which that alone is kind of like, okay, but I guess you're a ranger, so you're really good at sneaking. So, okay, sure, you can sneak up behind them and they don't notice. And this is like in an open field. It's not like there's any cover. You sneak up behind and you kill like the orc in the back and none of the other orcs notice. And then you can pick them off one at a time in stealth as they're walking along and none of them ever notices that the guy next to them just disappeared and got gutted behind them. So that seems really uh, unrealistic. Even if your guy's a total ninja, it it seems like one of the orcs at some point would notice you, but they don't. (laughs) Combat itself is, is pretty nice. It reminds me a lot of combat in Batman Arkham City, only now you have a sword, which is pretty cool. Uh, Shooting your bow is very similar mechanically to The Last of Us Remastered or Tomb Raider Ultimate Edition. Works exactly the same way. However, you also get a time dilation effect like what you get with some of the neon powers in Infamous Second Son, which is pretty cool. Um, I think Watch Dogs has this too. I haven't played a lot of Watch Dogs yet, but where when you aim with your bow for a, a short amount of time, you can, like, time kind of slows down and you get a little more time to, to aim your shot. You also get skills that you can get with your points as you level up your character that you can increase that if you want. And that's something I really can't say a whole lot about is the skill advancement. Um, it's like so many games, you know, you have kind of like skill trees and there are prerequisites that you need to get to get higher level skills and then there are level requirements for various skills Um, so far at least and and maybe it's the way that I'm playing the game but so far there's been really not much decision making and choosing the skills because you know at first I was you know agonizing over which one to get oh what would be the one I want but it at this point, it very much looks like I'm going to unlock like every first tier skill before I get access to second tier. So at least so far, it seems like ultimately you're going to have all the skills. And so really the only decision is which you want sooner. But it looks like you're going to end up with all of them. But again, you know, that could change drastically as the game goes forward. So I don't know for sure about that. 
combat is a little bit twitchy, but there's also some tactics too. So it's not just, you know, mash buttons and, and hope you live kind of thing. Uh, one thing that's really cool, and, and again, this is very similar to, to the Batman games, is that you can actually take on a lot of orcs single-handedly if you fight smart, which is really cool. You just got to make sure you, you hit your blocks right. And uh, also, that's assuming there's not a lot of archers. <laughs> the archers can make it rough. I also like uh, there's a mechanic where when you're just about to die, like you've got your last hit point or whatever, you get this slow motion effect and there's this special mechanic where you have to get your cursor in a certain part of the screen and then it tells you a button to hit and you have to hit the right button fast enough and you like block what would have been the killing blow and that's pretty cool. The world seems pretty large and open so far. Again, I'm only you know a few hours in. Uh, it's very nice that you can take the route you want. You can kind of go wherever you want. It's a true open world and I like that you have certain orc captains you can go after, and that's basically your story missions. So if you want to uh, advance a story, you can go after those guys, or you can do side stuff, which is cool. Or you can just run around killing whatever you come across, which is also cool. The combat is very visceral and very uh, gory, which I like. It's a little cartoonish. It's not like super realistic, but... It's enough that it's that it's a fairly visceral experience and, and it's fun. I mean, honestly, when you're fighting with medieval weaponry, you really don't want to get too realistic or it can get kind of nauseating. Now, one thing that I guess is maybe a criticism or just I haven't gotten far enough in the game is that after the very strong beginning story, which again is a little bit too much of a spectator thing for my taste, the story does seem rather lacking after that. However, at this point, I've only completed, I think, two of the story missions so far. So it could be that I just need to get a little further in the game and, and I'm going to get back into the story again. And and I tend to suspect that's the case because the story in the beginning was, was so good. I find it unlikely that they would just give up on it after you know the first few minutes of the game. One thing I really like about the game is the nemesis mechanic um, is really cool. So, so basically how that works is that's kind of your death penalty in this game. So if you die, if you get killed, whatever orc killed you basically levels up. And um, the game kind of shows you a little cutscene where you see this orc gloating over your body or whatever. And the game tells you that, you know, this orc has now leveled up. And, and sometimes he gets a promotion in Sauron's army. And... Uh, <laughs> That's really cool because I've actually been killed, I think, two or three times now by this one particular orc who actually started out as kind of a nobody, but he's killed me enough now that he's become a badass. He uses like this huge crossbow and um, I've never actually fought him like face to face. He always, he, he's this very lucky orc where it seems like whenever I bite off more than I can chew and maybe I'm fighting, I don't know, 20 orcs at once or something. Like he just happens to be nearby and he starts plinking at me with his crossbow from way far away and ends up killing me. And then he gloats and he gets more powerful. So that is really cool. And I'm really looking forward to eventually going after him <laughs> and taking him out. But he's like power 12 or something now because he's gotten pretty badass because he keeps killing me. 
So that's uh, that's going to be a very fun moment when I finally get to the point where I'm ready to track him down and uh, deal with him once and for all. Also, the supernatural powers that your character has are pretty cool. Um, you can do some kind of cool things without it being like ridiculous or too over the top. And I also really like how your powers are explained and how you get your powers. But I'm not going to tell you about that because no spoilers. You can find out for yourself. Now, one thing that is kind of weird in the game, and I, I'm not sure I've even figured it out entirely, like conceptually what this is, is how your ammunition for your bow is handled. It's called elf shot, which maybe is just a fancy word for arrows. I don't know why they don't just call it arrows. So sometimes you find arrows or elf shot in places and you can get it, but then you can also like kind of drain energy from orcs to replenish it so i'm not sure exactly what elf shot is supposed to be maybe if i was more of a of a tolkien fanatic i would know maybe it's a a middle earth thing i don't know but it's kind of weird so again i haven't really played enough of the game to give like a full judgment on it yet but so far i'm really loving what i see the gameplay is a lot of fun and the fighting mechanics are a lot of fun the combats are fun some you know you really don't want to just necessarily like just jump in everything you know without planning things because you know if you get killed your adversaries do get more powerful but it is kind of fun just to see how many guys you can take on and it's a lot of fun the nemesis mechanic is also awesome and is probably the number one thing that pulls me back into the game it's a really cool mechanic a really cool innovation and it adds just this this layer to the game in this kind of depth where it actually matters when you die without being like too frustrating or too much like like it doesn't feel like you're being penalized when you die but it does affect the course of the game and it does affect um, what you're gonna have to deal with in the future and make things more difficult which I really like and I have to say that already in just a few hours of play this game has grabbed me in a way that Dragon Age Inquisition has not done in close to 30 hours of play. Now, I have to confess, just full disclosure, I am not nearly uh, the Tolkien fan that a lot of geeks out there are, but despite this being a game in Middle-earth, I really enjoy it, and I actually find the setting itself is engaging me in a way that Middle-earth hasn't since I first read The Hobbit when I was in, like, fifth grade. I'm not a huge Middle Earth fan. I I don't have anything against it. I just don't think it's as great as a lot of people think it is. Um, I think it's overrated in a lot of ways. So I'm not one to go grab a thing just because it's Middle Earth. You know, in in fact, I tend to kind of shy away from those kinds of things because they just seem kind of generic to me. So Nikki actually got this game and I saw a really favorable review of it on IGN and I was like, oh, wow, this game uh, sounds really cool. They were talking about the nemesis mechanic and, and they were saying, you know, that it's as far as the fighting, it's very similar to the Batman Arkham games, which I really liked. So I thought I got to try this. And so I've been playing it and really enjoying it. And like I said, I, I definitely prefer it to Dragon Age Inquisition, which is something else I think is way overrated. So if you haven't checked out Shadow of Mordor, I definitely recommend that you do. I'm not 100% sure, but I think chances are good it's probably on sale right now somewhere. 
it's definitely a lot of fun. If, if you're into RPG games, this the uh, Nemesis mechanic definitely adds a new spin to it, and I think you'll really like it. And if you're into you know Middle Earth and Tolkien stuff, you know you'll you'll love this game, even though it's not canon. It's still you know you're going to see a lot of things you recognize, which is cool. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Age of Gaming. If you would like to reach me, you can email me at ageofgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Please follow me on Google+. Just search for Lex Starwalker and follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker. Please visit our website, starwalkerstudios.com, where you can find the show notes. And also, if you enjoy Age of Gaming, please support the show and help us keep it going. One great way that you can do so is if you use iTunes, please head on over to iTunes and give us a rating and or a review. We would really appreciate it. Also, you can visit our Joyride page and become a patron of the show at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming. And we have all kinds of little perks and thank yous for people who are willing to support the show on a monthly basis. If you would feel better about just giving us a one-time donation, you can do so by using the donate button on the website at starwalkerstudios.com. And also another great way that you can support the show is to use our Amazon referral links, which you will also find in the show notes. And finally, another great way that you can help us out is to tell your friends about Age of Gaming and our other podcasts. We currently have a podcast called Beer Tasters, which is all about craft and import beers and enjoying beer and learning more about beer. So if you're at all curious about beer, it might be just the show for you. I also just started a Star Citizen podcast called Star Citizens United. And I have a podcast called GM Intrusions, which is all about tabletop role-playing games. So you can find information about all these things and much more at the website at starwalkerstudios.com. Once again, I want to thank you for downloading Age of Gaming and giving it a lesson, a listen. (laughs) Really appreciate your support. Until next time, respawn and get back in there, gamer. This has been a Starwalker Studios production, your source for quality gaming and hobby podcasts. This episode's music provided by Clown Dubstep and Mind Cleaner. Please see the show notes for details at starwalkerstudios.com slash age of gaming. Age of gaming is made possible thanks to the support of listeners like you. Learn how you can become a patron of the show at getjoyride.com slash age of gaming.